That's but in that reinforcing stereotypes. What you say, Danny? Like that's that's like telling uh that's like telling y'all children to be watermelon pickers. We are not <laughs> reinforcing this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not racist. I'm just, I'm just being real. Am I or yes. are you? Are y'all reinforcing stereotypes by letting our children do uh, stereotypical African and Mexican jobs? And we Actually, gotta break these to your stereotypes. Point, Devin, I hate watermelon. Me too. Mm. So watermelon is children disgusting. Right. Let the white people pick the watermelons and kind. If a Mexican want to do well, then that's like kind of like your You have work to put too. this at the beginning of the show. I am. <laughs> I'm trying to think what a Mexican can do that's not stereotypical. Because they do, they do everything. Do they do interior decorating? Welcome to the Edit It Out podcast, where we always keep it in. This is a Patreon exclusive um, tonight because we are going to be discussing uh, a movie, which is Jamel's favorite, her favorite movie in the world, one that she... Lies, you tell. (laughs) A highly anticipated and recommended by... I am only here out of... I'm only here so I don't get fined, Okay. (laughs) At this point, I kind of want my girls to wake up so I have to go back and rock them and y'all can keep going on this movie so I don't have to talk about this bullshit-ass movie. I hate this movie. It's the worst movie ever made. I'm sorry. We didn't even introduce the movie. Proceed. The movie is... (laughs) I don't want to be here. (laughs) The the movie is is called Pulp Fiction. Shit. Pulp Fiction. Written and directed by one Quentin Tarantino, Jamel's favorite director. Um, this is how it, I think of this. This is what I'm going to need for this movie. <laughs> so Pulp Fiction is described as a 1994 American black comedy. <laughs> Interesting choice of words there, Wikipedia. Um, Probably nigger comedy. <laughs> starring uh, John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Bing Rames, and Uma Thurman taking place in Los Angeles. The theme behind the movie is about, uh, it references pulp magazines and hardcore crime novels. This was actually one of the films that put Quentin Tarantino on the map. I know his first movie that he did was Reservoir Dogs. which That's was also- worse. Really? You Okay, you so- I, I know, I don't like that shit either. Yeah. So, but this is I have not seen it. Well, this is what kind of put him on the um, that really put him on the map. I first saw this. I was imagine on um HBO back in the day. We all know how Jamil feels about it already. If you listen to our previous coverage, Quentin Tarantino comes up a lot. Um, <laughs> and and we know how Jamil feels about this movie. But Devin, this I believe is your would have been your first time watching this movie. Can you tell us uh, how did you take to the movie, even with the preconceived notions that Jamil has put in your head, how did you take to this movie, sir? I didn't know if she was, like, actually serious or just joking about her actually not liking the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a whole, I would say I would never watch it again. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't 
good either. The only two parts I actually enjoyed were Samuel Jackson. That's true. That's right. Yeah, that's, true. that's probably it. Bitch, be cool. <laughs> right, 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 right. That, that's yes. the, the diner scene, but like. That's kind of like the, what you want was just saying to whoever. Right. The Bruce Willis <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, right. The Bruce Willis shit did not give a single fuck about any of that bullshit. This is mm. why Devin and I get along. Uh, mm. Ving mm. Rhames' choice in white women is questionable, questionable at best. <laughs> and everything that went along with her was rather weird and distasteful. So, yeah, that's a. I don't know how this put him on the map. He was in this movie more than I thought he would be. That whole time at his house was kind of weird, but yeah. he said the N-word a little too closely. I love Django. And that movie, they say the N-word a lot. And it made people uncomfortable the amount of times they said the N-word a lot. But I like it because of how it makes people uncomfortable. The way they use the N-word in this movie made me uncomfortable because it wasn't set in the times where it was freely and don't show how people, white people were pieces of shit. This is just, the, I felt like them being racist. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, Devin, I, I yes, on that, yes. And, and that's probably going to be a, a large book at the end of this that we're going to talk about because, um... It is. It was really, really interesting that you know, in writing this movie, and him himself, in which he's actually in a lot of his own movies, but right. he basically put that in. I mean, written and directed, but he puts that in his mouth. I mean, my feeling about this whole nigger issue. Yes. Right, and I have a very strong feeling about it. Is like to me, there's two questions going on here. Right. All right. When they say that, one question is this. One question is, if they're coming from the place by asking that question, that where I'm a racist. If they feel in their heart of hearts that I'm coming from a racist place, all right, well, then there's, that's the question. Okay, that's where they're coming from, all right? Right. If that's not the case, and that's not the case with Spike, he knows. Right. All right, if that's not the case, then it's simply about me being a writer. Right. All right, and then they cannot say, I can't write another character. They can't say, I can't write black characters. I can't live my black characters. I can't be my black characters. I can't be my Filipino characters. Right. I can You be can't my write characters. women in that case. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Spike Lee can do the Johnny Cash story if he wants to. Right. I'm not saying he can't. Right. All right. Knock, knock, knock us out. Right. right. But the thing about it is, as a writer, I am God as a writer. Right. And all these characters are mine and they're me. And I'm telling the truth. And you know what? He might not like it, but there's a hell of a lot of black guys in Compton say nigger all the damn time. And I believe that uh, when this came out or was highly praised, there was a lot of controversy. And I think he had some beef with Spike Lee for the longest time. There was. This controversy a while back between yourself and Quentin Tarantino um, and your displeasure with his excessive usage of the word nigger in his body of work. Um, Jackie Brown's body of work. Right, right. From Reservoir Dogs on up. Um, true, true, uh, true romance. Romance, which he wrote but not the, did not direct. Right. Um, now, in Girl 6, Quentin Tarantino did a cameo, uh, which led a lot of people in the public to believe that there was a time when you all had some sort of relationship of sorts, whether it be professional. Relationship. I mean, in Quentin, if you look at the film Girl 6, it's really a spoof on himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was smart enough to see it. I mean, he's even called, his name is QT in the movie. Right. You know, he's just a hot young director. 
So, well, so do you think that there was ever a point where you could have maybe talked to him, pulled him to the side, like talked to him directly? And uh, He's beyond that. Denzel Washington pulled him to the side. Quentin Tarantino did rewrites of a couple of scenes on Crimson Tide. And during the shoot, Denzel stopped and said, hold up, hold up. Stopped everything and pulled Quentin Tarantino to the side. And that was a big brouhaha right in the middle of the set. And Quentin Tarantino was trying to squash it. Let's go in the back. Then he said, nah, fuck that. Let's talk right now. So I'm not the only person who stepped up. Maybe it wasn't Sam Jackson. But I'm not the only person who stepped up to Quentin Tarantino. Tell him about that. So it's not news. They had they had beef for a very very long time behind it behind this movie um, when he made it. but this was um but it was very much praised as Quentin as Quentin Tarantino's masterpiece. I do like it, but watching it for the podcast and but watching it for the podcast uh, honestly this time around because I actually had not seen it in a long time uh, before I even suggested that we talk about it. I'm kind of on Jamel's side now. Man, that this, listen. This, that this movie was that Shit. in retrospect, this movie was pretty much it's kind of trash. Um, I would say the best. It's part, not very good. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. I mean, it doesn't I really hold. Y'all. And the the best parts of this movie is honestly to me was the, was um, Samuel Jackson and John Travolta. If the movie okay. was just about them and their exploits, it would have been. I would have loved it. I would. Still love it to this day, but I think that's the only. I think that's the only thing that kind of like held me to this, held me to it, and say I liked it because of the shit that they were doing. Bruce with their Bruce Willis stuff was wholly uninteresting, and it's not give a single fuck. The blueberry pancakes. <laughs> yeah, blueberry. Yeah, the she didn't even get blueberry pancakes. She ended up getting buttermilk. I'm like, what was the point of this bitch? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I. Audiences did love Also, movie. she was uh, fat shaming. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, she was about her pudge and stuff. Right. <laughs> so, but let's go ahead and run through it pretty quickly. And Jamel is going to probably make um, raspberry noises the whole time. But let's go ahead and get through <laughs> it. <laughs> so, we start off with Hitman Jules Winfield and Vince's Vega arrived in the department to retrieve a briefcase for their boss, gangster Marcellus Wallace, who's played by Green Grains, who we later find out. Uh, from someone named Brett. After Vincent checks the contents of the briefcase, Jules shoots one of Brett's associates. He recites a passage from the Bible, which actually Ezekiel, Ezekiel twenty, which not in the Bible, which is yeah, is not. It's in the Bible, well, but not some of it is. It. It, only oh, that, he, only, he edited it. Only that last mm. part is in the Bible. Um, the and I will strike down that. Uh, that's uh, in the Bible. But everything that he said before about the iniquities that is not in the Bible. Yeah, it's not in the Bible. So um, they're there to retrieve the MacGuffin because that's all it is. It's a MacGuffin, and What's that? it's a plot device in a in a movie where someone just has this thing that you don't really see, but it's the it's for the plot. Who yeah. did, okay, so back let's back this up. Mm-hmm. Okay, because when I first saw, I'm like, who are these men in black guys, mm-hmm. and how did we get here? And who did they who did they double cross to make them go to their house? Marcellus Wallace who Marcellus does not Wallace. look like a bitch. <laughs> so they, they like double cross this, this part was okay. Yeah, the beginning yes. I was like, oh, I've seen all this stuff before, mm-hmm. like with the hamburger. Also, uh, it's seven a.m. Where the fuck are they getting hamburgers from? 
Mm. Well, you know what? That's probably like some LA shit with 24 hour like hamburger spots and shit. You know, Sonic does like for example, like my Sonic. goddaughter. She's playing with a uh, stuffed animal. They're playing with dolls right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's playing with her Moana. Oh yeah, oh yeah, listeners, this is unedited. Y'all finna get all of this. Mm. But yeah, so they take the briefcase where Marcellus is gonna be bribing Boxer Blitch Coolidge to take a. Okay, so dive, this part like, is actually the what like the better part of the movie, or even the mm-hmm. best part of the movie. So we can actually slow down and talk about this because they talk about the Royale with cheese and mm-hmm. foot rubs, which Devin, I'm pretty sure you have a lot to say about the foot rub part. But uh, oh, when I, they're out before they go into the uh, yeah. apartment. Yeah. Okay. Look. Just because I wouldn't get no man a foot massage, don't make it right for myself to throw Antoine off a building into a glass motherfucking house fucking up the way the nigga talks. That shit ain't right. Motherfucker do that shit to me. He better paralyze my ass because I kill a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying it's right. But you saying a foot massage don't mean nothing. I'm saying it does. And look, I've given a million ladies a million foot massages, and they all meant something. We act like they don't, but they do. I mean, that's what's so fucking cool about them. There's a sensuous thing going on where, where, you know, you don't talk about it, but you know it, she knows it. Fucking Marcellus knew it. And Antoine should have fucking better known better. I mean, that's his fucking wife, man. They think they have no sense of humor about this shit. You know what I'm saying? It's an interesting point. Come on, let's get into character. Devin, mm-hmm. with a foot rub... Because the argument is about, well, not the argument, but the discussion is about... Um, the intent Mar- of the foot rub? Yeah, it's Marcellus Wallace's wife, played by Uma Thurman. Apparently, Marce- <laughs> apparently Marcellus uh, threw a guy over a balcony because this guy named Tony Rockahara, some fat nigga, fat shaming, had mm-hmm. um, gave his wife a foot rub. Jules, who Samuel L. Jackson says that a foot massage is no big deal, but um, Vincent uh, John Travolta says like it may have been a little excessive, but it did mean something. Do you think that um, a foot rub does mean something? A thousand percent. You're not rubbing anybody's feet. You mm-hmm. don't want to fuck. Okay. Okay. Now I will tell you this: like, if a nigga touch my wife's feet, I'm liable to shoot him. that's what i'm saying like what do you why are you if you rub in someone's feet because i feel like feet lips shoulders can be a gray area but feet lips like in the face uh i mean if you're giving an ass massage let's be honest you know what's happening next (laughs) but those areas i feel like are intimate and if you're touching those areas you there's an intent to touch those areas to get something else uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, or you so, already have that type of relationship with the person, and they're just that comfortable with you touching that area without you expecting. But if you're touching them and you haven't, you want to. Yeah, because it's kind of weird. Because like a shoulder massage in the office, I can see that happening. I mm. wouldn't necessarily think anything of it if someone like you know, hey, if somebody like you know touch my wife's shoulders or whatever and everything, I'd be like, okay, okay, now I'm watching you, nigga, but I'm not finna slap you, you know. Right, right, right. Well, <laughs> but, it depends on how good he does the massage. Well, yeah, that's true, too. But, yeah. like, but if I, if, if I might came home and tell me, like, um, XYZ person gave her a foot massage and it wasn't in this fucking spa, okay, well, okay, I'm gonna need to know where he lives. Right. <laughs> you know, and we gonna, me and him gonna have a conversation. You know, like what what guns. reason would you have to touch a woman's feet unless you want to put your dick inside of her? Yeah, all right, all right. But I know motherfuckers like that. I've heard motherfuckers like that. It'd be like, hey, this shit is like, um, 
you know, this shit is okay, but I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, if you want to put your dick in her, <laughs> of course it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what did he say to? Uh, I feel like uh, John Travolta said it to Samuel Jackson. He was like, "If would you do it to? Did he say, do you do it to me or would you do would it you, to another guy?" He said, "Would you give a guy a foot massage?" And he was like, "Fuck you, fuck you," because he was fucking with him. But um, exactly. But he he went on to explain that I've given a million ladies a million foot massages and they all meant something. Even though we pretend that they don't, but it is it's it's too much of an intimate act, the foot massage mm-hmm. is, I think. Um, so had you seen the scene before or you just kinda like heard about it within the zeitgeist of like the Royale with cheese stuff like that? I had seen not like uh I had seen like memes or uh gifts of the certain area, like Samuel Jackson's Samuel Jackson drinking the cola. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had heard, which I never knew. That oh this is a tasty burger like I had heard that a bunch <laughs> of times I was like oh that came from this mm. uh, what else had I seen the well we're not to that part yet but with John Travolta where he's like looking around when old girls talk to him over the intercom mm. like I've seen that oh yeah before. yeah that's a meme yeah mm. so that's pr- but the, not, I never actually like seen it like uh, on TV before or anything right. like that no 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 part of this movie. Did you recognize the black guy? And that that ended up getting shot? No, not well at the end. Yeah, in the last uh, segment, did you recognize him? No. He looks familiar, but I don't know what I know him from. Well, that is um uh, Phil Lamar. Um, he's he does more comedic. He used to do comedic roles, and I think he does a lot of voice acting now. He is um he was on Mad TV if you ever saw that um back in the day, and I think he does um. I know he he does a voice on Futurama. This is Phil Lamar, and he's a voice actor. I'd say the ones that I'm probably best known for. Hermes Conrad, certified bureaucrat from the show Futurama. Frick, cow of Moscow! When I was working on Pulp Fiction. Wait, you were in Pulp Fiction? Of course. Yeah. Here, let me jog your memory. Marvin. Marvin. Marvin! I'd knock that shit off if I was you. Oh, you're Marvin. So, anyway, moving on. The um next day, Vincent purchases heroin from his drug dealer Lance, who's played by Eric Stokes. Um, he shoots up, drives to meet Marcellus's wife Mia, having agreed to escort her while Marcellus is out of town. They eat at Jack Rabbit Slim's, a 1950s restaurant, and participate in a twist contest, and then return home. While Vincent is in the bathroom, Mia finds his heroin and snorts it. Mistaking it for cocaine, she suffers an overdose. Vincent rushes her to Lance's house where they revive her with an injection of adrenaline. So that was his? That was his heroin, but she thought it was cocaine. How did she know uh, that he had it? I think she was, like, going through the coat for um, cigarettes or something and finds it. Oh, okay. Watching this again, I found this particular scene. Is that Jamil? She came back. Shit. Speaking of shit mm-hmm. like this movie, uh, I had to poop, so yeah. Oh, sorry, listeners. Okay. The girls, uh, I'm, I'm be in and out because the girls are. It's all good. Are on one tonight, and it's just me. So it's, yeah. Oh, it's just you. Okay. Bless yeah. Where's my best friend? Push. Yeah. Uh, no, it's okay because Trey gets back tomorrow. Oh, so I won't be able to do it tomorrow. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, let's just do it tonight. That's why I'm trying to. Push through. You notice okay, that I mean, she did not say. You notice that she said she, she, yes, she actually confirmed it. So um, right. 
She did say yes. She did. So I, I definitely. I, that's what I want to do tonight. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to get my little girls to cooperate. They don't I'm give saying. a fuck about podcasting. So <laughs> it's all good. So question for um you, Jamil. Let's back up a little bit. So the argument, well, not the argument, but the conversation was about foot massages. I so, had a foot massage. So do you think that a foot massage, is it innocent or does it mean something? I mean, uh, like it can be innocent, yes, but uh, you, nobody else needs to be touching your feet. Okay. But your significant other or spouse, like. I don't know. I just can't see myself being comfortable with some other nigga rubbing my feet. You know mm. what I mean? That just seems odd to me. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Unless they want to fuck. Yeah, it's too intimate. Like I told Devin, like, if somebody touched Selena's feet, then me and that nigga gonna have to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm. I could definitely see Trey. Now, I got a question. Going. Mm-hmm. If you're in the room and he does it, would that, would that be okay? Oh, we immediately that fight. would be in an immediate fight. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was um, saying like if it wasn't on no sneaky shit, like if like like say it's like a close homeboy, like almost the only like person a that it would be okay is like my dad. Yeah. And and you're like busy and he's like, oh, you want me to rub your feet? I'll do it. Would would that bother you? Well, it, it was like a homeboy. This yeah. Like, like hey, well, you're there. You're present. Uh huh. You know it's no sneaky shit going on. They're just doing it. Would that be okay? You, if it was our homeboy, at the least you getting cussed the fuck out. Man, you still gonna cuss out your homeboy? Don't touch my girl's feet. Don't touch my woman's feet. But I do know niggas like that. They be like reckless like that, you know. Mm. But no, it's not. It's not my thing. So um, back to the scene that we were just in, and just analyzing the scene where Vincent is talking with Eric Stokes. So this is a point for Jamil's side. Because uh, John Travolta is saying, hey, I just got back from Amsterdam and talking about heroin. And Eric Stokes immediately says, am I a nigger? Is this Inglewood? Why was that necessary? Why? Why was that even necessary? Because, <laughs> like, if you're making a point about these drugs, my drugs, are, I get good stuff. But you don't have to, like, say, am I a nigger? Like, first of all, niggas don't be doing heroin, okay? Pulp Fiction is on TV right fucking now, yo. <laughs> I got playing in the background. So I'm almost, I almost want the girls to wake up again. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just like, there is, that kind of shit right there is unnecessary. So that's like a point to Jamil's side and Spike Lee's side for why he wanted to fight Quentin Tarantino because of that. So, um, but Devin, you was not feeling um, Uma Thurman. You want to explain why? I mean, one, what was the whole point of the whole talking over the intercom thing? Like, that was just extra. Huh? She was getting just ready. To show her, just to show her mouth. Like, like she says, huh? come to the intercom to talk to him just for her to be like, go make a drink. Why couldn't she just say that over the intercom in the first place? Just mm. tell him to make a drink. I was like, that was pointless. That was a waste of so five just make minutes. a drink, and I'll be down in a minute. Yeah. Right. Like, I you could have just make- said that. Maybe building up, like, maybe kind of, like, building the scene, the building of tension, and, the, and the, of course, like, she comes out barefoot because Quentin Tarantino has uh, extreme foot fetish, especially for Uma Thurman's feet. And I believe mm-hmm. she has said some shit about him in an article or something. Yeah. About, I don't think it was, like, necessarily on, on, like, some major Me Too stuff, but she kind of no, said... Just, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know she had said something about that he was a little bit 
too creepy with her, and he had put her in a lot of danger on kill on the Kill Bill, Kill Bill, like um, in that car or something like that. Yeah, you know, some stuff like, like Ethan Hawke because they were married at the, like mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke and uh, her were married at the time, and he I think he she said he had to roll up on him. Oh like, yeah, yo, what the fuck are you doing to my wife? Yeah, but yeah, training so day Ethan Hawke. Yes, mm-hmm. training day Ethan Hawke. They were married. Yes. Yeah, for a while. They have a, so he yeah. likes mediocre white women too. Their daughter is on uh, their daughter is on Stranger Things. Yep. Never seen it. Mm. So Jack Rabbit Slims. Man, why are you surprised when I haven't seen it before? <laughs> That's, true. That's true. My bad. I'm sorry. Right. <gasps> They're not moving, y'all. Oh my god, maybe I'll be able to <laughs> Oh shit. Okay, she's just adjusting. She's just okay. adjusting. So um I'm so nervous. I really don't want them to wake up again. <laughs> Jack Rabbit Slims. Uh, I like. I thought it was pretty cool. This whole thing restaurant. The waiter is played by Steve Buscemi, uh, so I found that pretty cool. Had the Marilyn Monroe theme, and they do that whole little dancing contest. I believe this was like one of the biggest scenes back in the day because you know John Travolta's dancing and the little uh, Saturday Night Live, and, and now the and now the Usher eyes. Watch this. Yep. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> did you ever watch that tiny desk? You're light skinned, so you yes. never respond. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. Oh my bad. I did I, I did watch it. And yes, Jeez. that man can sting. Golly. Shout out to uh our uh what did we do? We did the confessions uh retrospective, I guess. <gasps> yeah. That's why I sent it, but you're light skinned, so you didn't respond. Oh please. So yeah, I'm petty people. Go ahead. <laughs> and Vincent is like I was saying before, so she finds a heroin and she she finds a heroin thinking mistaking it for cocaine and snorts it and immediately starts overdosing because supposedly this is the concentrated heroin um, that uh, that she got and they take her to um, Eric Stoltz's house. Alright, hurry up, man. Okay, hurry up. Here, I'll tell you what to do. No, 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 man, man. I ain't give, you, you, you're gonna give it a shot. No, you're gonna give it a shot. I ain't giving her. Shot. I ain't giving her the shot. I never done this yeah, before. I ain't never done it before either. All right. I ain't starting now. Look, you brought her here, and that means that you're gonna give her the shot. The day that I bring an OD and bitch to your house, then I give her the shot. Give her the shot. Give it to me. Here. Give me that. All right. All right. Tell me what to do. Okay. Uh, you're giving her an injection of adrenaline mm-hmm. straight to her heart, but she's got a breastplate. So you gotta pierce through that. So what you gotta do is you gotta bring the needle down in a stabbing motion. I, I gotta, I gotta stab her three times. No, you don't gotta fucking stab her three times. You gotta stab her once, but it's gotta be hard enough to get through her breastplate into her heart. All right. All right? And then once you do that, you pr- press down on the, the plunger. Okay. Then what? Ha- then what happens? I'm kind of curious about that myself. This ain't no fucking joke, man. Am I gonna oh, kill her? I'm no, gonna no, just... no, no. She's supposed to come out of it like that. It's. All right. Count to three. All right. Ready? One. If you're all right, then say something. Something? (laughs) That was fucking trippy. Actually, I did like that particular scene because I found that whole tension of it, you know, really. Um, I did not expect her because I'm gonna be honest with you. Up to the point where they went on the date, I'm like, this movie fucking blows. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my god! Like, Mm. I'm like, oh, she about to die. At least we got that, and we didn't even get it. The way they brought her back though was cool. I was hoping mm. they what, missed the their heart. Joke? What ketchup joke? Oh, good. Never mind. Okay. When they like about to stab her in the chest, I'm like, yeah, oh, they gonna miss. 
going I to hated that. Her breastplate. Right. Um, <laughs> they don't fuck up. This is going to be great. Mm. So, um, and they, of course, they agreed to not to tell Marcellus over the incident because, you know, if Marcellus finds out that she's overdosing, they're both going to get fucking killed. Oh, um, yeah, she did say that. We, If I tell him, we both are in trouble or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the next section I'm gonna we're gonna talk about is Butch bets the bride money on himself, double crosses Marcellus. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Can we just fast forward to this part? No, no, no. <laughs> this was trash. I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on? Even the part where they got to those racist pawn shop owners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is well, this bullshit? Go mm-hmm. ahead. So Bruce wins about accidentally killing his opponent, knowing that Marcellus will send Hitman after him. He prepares to flee with his girlfriend, Fabian, but discovers she's forgotten to pack a gold watch passed down from him to his family. Returning to the apartment to retrieve it, he notices a submachine gun, uh, Tech 9, by the way, with on the kitchen counter and hears a toilet flush. When Vincent exits the bathroom, but shoots him dead in the park. Now, the only reason I want to bring up this Butch stuff is because, and Devin, you would have been really, really mad if you saw the uncut version of this movie. Because that fucking uh, scene after he uh, went, um, takes the um, money and goes into that taxi cab and talks to that woman, that's actually 30 minutes long in the uncut version. Like where they're just, huh. where he's like drying off in the backseat? Yeah. That scene is actually cut down from like like 20 or 30 minutes. Of the, you talking uh, about the uncut, that long shot? The, yeah, the woman he's in the when he's in a taxi cab talking to the um, woman. That's um, Morelda. Oh, right, 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 that's right. Thirty. That's actually uh, that's actually a thirty like a twenty or thirty minute long scene that was cut down just like ten minutes. I started watching this movie. I want to say, but it was before the Braves game came on, like around noonish. Mm-hmm. And let's say by one o'clock, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna need a little nappy nap because mm-hmm. this <laughs> shit is boring. I have went, I actually did. It fell asleep. So I mean, I'm mostly doing. I'm doing this from Wikipedia from memory because I mostly fell asleep every time I started watching this movie. That's why I was like, <laughs> this is like I the Lord. Of the, I don't, and I can't even say it's like the Lord of the Rings because I never even make it like past the credits of the Lord of the Rings every time I try to watch it. So I don't even know if that movie's boring. Mm-hmm. I just every time I sit down to watch it, I immediately go to sleep. But this shit was. I slept for four hours between mm-hmm. that uh, Bruce Willis shit, and I'm like, oh god. That's about when I fell asleep, too. When he yeah, got, I'm like, this is out. brutal. However, comma, Jamel, I don't know how you felt about this one, but the Christopher the Christopher Walken scene, though, where they explain the origin of the gold watch. How did you feel about that? This watch was on your daddy's wrist when he was shot down on Hanoi. It was captured put in a Vietnamese prison camp. He knew that if the gooks ever saw the watch, it'd be confiscated taken away the way your dad looked at it this watch was your birthright you'd be damned if any slope's gonna put the greasy yellow hands on his boy's birthright so he hid it in one place he knew he could hide something his ass five long years he wore this watch up his ass then he died of dysentery give me the watch i hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass two years then after seven years i was sent home to my family Little man, I give the watch to you. More shit talk, huh? Okay. Um, 